Welcome to Queer Perspective, hosted by your favorite gay lesbian duo, Andrew and Noemi. Yay! Hello! Hi! Hi! So, we had already like an hour recorded, and the problem is it's like pretty much unusable because it just became like a vomit session for me this is therapy noami's paying me i have to pay noami by the hour <laughs> noms by the hour <laughs> yeah yeah um today's episode is parents yes i bring you up in therapy and apparently i've been bringing them up in therapy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> literally i just spent an hour talking about all the bullshit that i've been going with regards to my parents uh, mm-hmm. So I'm getting to the bridge version. I'm gonna let no one guide me, but the bridge version is: this episode is dedicated to my father, mm-hmm. who passed away as of this recording, like a, more than a month ago, mm-hmm. like about a month. Mm-hmm. He died of COVID. Um, so I'm gonna start this episode. He was fully vaccinated. So just because you're fully vaccinated doesn't mean like take your booster shot. Still, yeah, it, it's sh- mask up, beware, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still going on. And the thing is, is that I wanted to do an episode about parents because the past two years I've been centered around parents, my parents a lot. You already know the whole life story of my mom. My dad, if you really want the abridged version, my dad is the typical Florida man, like crazy and insane and all over the place. Um, But the reason why I'm focused on my parents is like, not only did my father pass away, but in the beginning of the COVID pandemic my mother had a stroke mm-hmm. so i went through this process of like going from somebody who wasn't really in charge of everything to being in charge of everything like literally mm-hmm. of the household and now i'm in charge of two households because my mom yeah. my parents are divorced yeah. the house that i live with my i live with my mom so i'm in charge of that and now i literally have to do so much crazy stuff because my dad didn't have a will make sure your parents yeah, have there's... a will <laughs> yeah now you have to like Take care of an estate and stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I had to. Uh, currently, I'm hiring a uh, a lawyer to ooh. establish an estate. Well, actually, not ooh, not ooh. This is not fun That's, at all. Like yeah. the, the and and the because my dad's property are, is going into probate. Probate hmm. means, and we talked about this in the recording, but I'll tell you because this is yeah, food for thought. Because my dad did not sign a will to push the ownership of the property to somebody else, technically he still owns it. So technically I can't get it. Neither me or my brothers. Yeah, it's <laughs> stealing. <laughs> so fucked up. That is the um, most ridiculous thing. The funny thing is, it's like his bank accounts, his property, his car would be considered stealing because I have to establish an estate and then have his debts dealt with because if Mm -hmm. the thing is is like the debt is his and by law it's not gonna pass to me Mm -hmm. but since he didn't put a will his debt collectors are now get first Mm -hmm, pick mm -hmm. (sighs) which is that's what the point is so messy i hate it (laughs) yeah like i'm not only dealing with death but i'm dealing with this shit um yeah yeah the paperwork um, it's like, I've been dealing with paperwork for, for the past two years. 
My yeah. mom had a stroke. She was uninsured. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in we live in America. <laughs> Commonplace. Trying, and I got her insured. I got insured. Mm-hmm. I she her bill was like two hundred thousand dollars, but when I got insured, it was free. So thank mm-hmm. God for that. Mm-hmm. But I've been like working my ass off. Yeah. But no, I realized I spent like an hour just talking about this trauma, and then Noah, uh, Noah here is like, Andrew, let's let's regroup, let's let's coordinate this. So yeah, yeah. So um, I, I had I hand it off to you. Tell me, to guide me. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, this podcast idea came up because you were saying, I think you've been going through some internal reflection. Let's say. Um, That's putting it mildly. <laughs> mild, okay. Um, I don't even know, like, what would be the escalated version, but an escalated state of like mm. just flipping the script like, or an rethinking example of my example. And then we talked about this before. One example of how my my father's death has changed my mentality is like that whole idea, like the the, the joke that I would say about I'd be living on an island. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Yeah. Like my whole perspective of that changed when I realized it's like I don't really want a relationship. I want an escape of my situation. And I came to that realization. <laughs> and we're it's like, like we're ten minutes in. <laughs> like, okay. Like like literally those are the kind of epiphanies I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I wanted I was dealing with my mom's situation. I wanted mm-hmm. an escape. I want a dick. Let's yeah. be honest. I want honestly because you you when you're thinking fair. of dick, you know, you're not thinking of your mom's stroke. You're not thinking of a pandemic. You're True. not thinking of the presidency or whatever the fuck's going on in the world. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, that's completely uh, fair. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like literally the universe is like, oh well, what about the other parent? Double down. And I'm like, you know what? I realize dick is just an escape <laughs> yeah. for me right now. Yeah. I still want it. If if, if <laughs> call to action. <laughs> Again. <laughs> If you think this is an invitation, it is. <laughs> DM us. Or DM Andrew. But That's so I funny. do realize it's like, part of me didn't want to go into queer circles or go out there. And we talked about it like recently. It's like, because it's like, what if I did find somebody? And I'm no, going to say like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Because like the other day you called me out on it too. And I was like, damn. <laughs> caught. <laughs> Like, you know, so I, I completely understand like where you're coming from because like I thought about it too. And I was like, I was like, if I'm being honest, like, like I do feel, you know, ready for like a relationship or like, you know, I don't, I don't think I could be more ready for like a relationship, but I'm just not there. I, I just think that I'm like, just not there, you know? Yeah. Same. Yeah. I know I'm not emotionally available because with all the bullshit I'm just going yeah. And I have a lot to call go through. But you wanted to because during this hour recording that's going to get thrown away into the ether, we came to a lovely realization about me. <laughs> you uh how can how can you put it? Because I as a Capricorn, feelings doesn't make sense, does not compute. How how would you explain me? <laughs> it's like um I think it's just intellectualizing like situations like mm. in the last recording like I asked you like I was like yeah how do you feel like how have your emotions like evolved and then you were like this is how the situation evolved and this is how this other person in the situation felt like you know like you were talking about like your mom's feelings and I was like I haven't heard a blip from like your feelings 
Um, like, do they exist? What's going on? <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> Brain empty. Capricorn, Capricorn energy right there. It's like dead inside feelings. What feelings? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's like, I don't, uh, both my parents are overbearing, so I don't know how to really center myself in any kind okay. of idea. Uh, I was talking before we started re-recording, it's like, that's kind of what I do a lot. Like, I usually cling to a personality, an over, like, somebody who's like, like, I could easily be their number two, their follower, or some kind of energy. Okay. I was telling you that we had a friend back when we were in engineering school i was best friends mm-hmm. with like this like uh this like think of the main girl from mean girls <laughs> i was definitely the other girl i don't remember their name it was regina if yeah. i were going to say who i was i was the other girl like who kept saying that who wanted to make fetch a thing that's me oh it's Gretchen. the one <laughs> the other i don't know their names the brunette either. Okay, okay, okay. The brunette. I'm technically okay. that person, like, kind of, like, a little sad, a little pathetic. Always, like, second banana. <laughs> second banana? Um, I, okay. Yeah. Well, I want to say, on the record, I don't yeah. agree. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, of course, like, I'm your friend because I think you're a great person. Um, yeah. In any case. Uh, okay. From that point... I actually had one question, like, jump out of my head. Like, do you feel that way, like, in our relationship? No. Okay. How do I feel about our relationship? We're equals. We're soulmates. (laughs) Oh. That's the way I feel about it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I just needed to ask, you know, just to make sure we're on the same page. I think Um, I'm like that because this topic is about parents. Because in the previous recording, my parents are overbearing. They always wanted to take charge. They gotcha. always wanted me to do it their way. So I think as a coping mechanism, you know, I just took the have like, take the reins. Mm-hmm. You got it. I don't have to think. I'll just follow orders. Okay. That was okay. my vibe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, so there's, there's one thing that you mentioned or a couple things that you mentioned, like in the previous recording that like, I have a particular question. And I think that's where, yes. like, we stopped recording, like, for the last one. Um, but basically, you explain that the current position that you're in, the current career choice that you're in, and position that you have is, like, your, or was, like, your dad's um, dream career, dream position, dream yes. company. Then there was also a part where you talked about, like, how in your interactions like with your dad, but then I would say like later on, you know, like um, when I, when I began to like know you, you're t- also talking about like being the good gay, which is like, you're mm. not disrupting any spaces, you know, you're like assimilating, you're like being like a nice, uh, let's say accessory to like straight people. Right. Um, and in all of those situations, like you also said that like, f- in terms of like being like the, the good gay, like your dad, was maybe like the first person to like say that or yeah like, my dad was definitely you? the first person that would gave me the concept of the good gay to me like he i think it was a conversation we were having dinner and i think we're talking mm-hmm. about homosexuality and he's like mm-hmm. oh but you're not like one of those kind of gays mm. and i think i internalized it i didn't just yeah i didn't fully just dis- i think mine's like what do you mean by that but i didn't yeah. fully disagree with it like i guess 
I had yeah. I've said before that I've had this internalized homophobia that I'm like yeah. not one of those gays but now I'm like thinking about it yeah. I always admired those kind of gays I always admired yeah. the people that did like wanted to fulfill and go through and like you know drag queens people who mm -hmm. like did not care about how other people viewed it. their form of expression was who they are Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing the conversation we had before is that I don't prioritize yeah. my image, myself, and how I yeah. project myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the that's that's like exactly the point that I was trying to make because like I this is the thing. Like when I talk to people, I always assume that like whatever they're doing, it's like their own choosing, you know. So especially because like engineering is much more um, let's say like male centered. So like for me um you know it could like i think in a lot of maybe stories or like just the way that i picture it like i think when guys go to like engineering like it's like because they genuinely like it because it's like their career choice because they're like excited about it and stuff like that so that was really surprising like hearing that um it was like kind of like your dad steering it um, honestly if i'm gonna be yeah. honest yeah not only it was my dad steering it i decided to become a mechanical engineer because in high school my best again another person that like it was my best friend at the time was this like really rich girl mm -hmm. who wanted to go into mm -hmm. engineering herself mm -hmm. and had, like all the connections and stuff like and then we made a pack like she wanted to be an engineer so i came like second banana went into engineering school with her and then in the end, she got accepted to Georgia Tech, which is one of the best engineering schools. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> she got accepted to Georgia Tech, and I stayed here in Florida. Yeah. So we went our separate ways. Um, do you do you feel that you have to make these kinds of decisions, like where you, like it? It kind of sounds like, like taking on somebody else's, like project if that makes sense or like i don't know how to work Actually, it. i i think that but, is a good idea because i feel like with like in the most recent example i talked in the mm -hmm. previous recording that my parents are control freaks mm -hmm. my mom controlled this household that i lived in and my father controlled the household like con like control as in like the paperwork they only saw yeah the money they were in charge of yada 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 so mm -hmm. when my mom had a stroke and when my dad died both of the same situation of like I had to take the responsibility, take the project mm -hmm. of their households of their so mm -hmm. in that respect, I do feel like that's very um like uh a pattern that I tend to do a lot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of like bigger people. I did that with our friend from engineering that I became like again uh the outreach coordinator for that because he yeah. wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I did that with friends beforehand. I the job that I went before, I had a, I went to a job because it was a job that my dad was working at, mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. started working there because he. So I, it's like it's a pattern, but mm -hmm. it's it's a, mm -hmm. it's a it's a pattern that I would do that it was like somebody else wanted a role for me to fill, and I would go and fill it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like today's episode is Andrew's <laughs> dealing with trauma because yeah. his dad died. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's like, welcome, have a seat. Um, Hi, it's popcorn. like literally this is 20, it's like we're already 20 minutes in. Because we've been talking for honestly an hour and yeah. a half. Yeah. Um, so you're literally calling, coming in the last 20 minutes, which I think is the good part. You don't want to hear about my trauma, my mom's trauma of coming here from America or the shitty life of a Jehovah Witness. That's another episode. <laughs> that is another episode. <laughs> um, okay, so following... So I'm trying to think about like your family dynamic, right? Um, your mom kind of seems like, you know, she had her period of time where she was like involved with religion and it yes. wasn't that great. Um, no. And then she had like, let's say like her awakening or like her change. She's like more spiritual mm -hmm. now. She was mm -hmm. um, accepting of like your um, sexuality. Um, she was always accepting like... of my sexuality, even when she was in yeah. religion. Okay. Yeah. So on that front, your mom is a plus person. We love to see yeah. it. Um, yeah. And on your dad's side, I'm seeing this pattern of like, or not a pattern, it's like two instances, but maybe it leads to like, you know, more like other things. Maybe. But it seems like you're, you were doing things to kind of like. Placate him? Aim. No, not, I wouldn't say placate. I would say more like, you know, mm -hmm. try to gain his respect or admiration I guess. or like, you know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that we've had, the, I've had this conversation with my brothers too. And this mm -hmm. is kind of like the crazy relationship with I had with my father. And I think a lot of queer people have this kind of like thing. There's always like this sense of like, my dad was homophobic. Mm -hmm. So there was always this sense of like, I had to earn it a little. Mm -hmm. You had it, to earn, earn respect, his, yeah. yeah. Earn his respect, that's definitely. Yeah. I know I always had his love. Mm -hmm. But his respect was always hard to earn. And I think yeah. I always had to do follow his rules. The only difference that I had now as an adult is like, I stopped playing the game. <laughs> it's like, if you don't respect me, whatever, I'll just stick with it. And now that he's gone, it's like, whatever. But I think a lot of queer people in general have this like idea of like, I have to work 200% to get my parental's approval. I feel like that's kind of like your situation too. Oh yeah, too. for sure. <laughs> for yeah. sure. <laughs> for sure because because what i was thinking i'm like um i feel like that's that's a lot of like the queer mentality like i growing up you know and then there's like a, a point where you're like i'm so fucking tired like you know you're like tired of proving yourself you're yes. tired of like you know trying to gain respect or trying to like uh and, and it's never enough you know at least in my situation like it's mm. genuinely like it across the I board it's never enough it is never enough because it's like you are doing your part to do it. They're not doing their part. Your parent yeah. is not doing part. My father was not doing his part mm -hmm. to reach out. And I'm going to stop because it's like, we're going to talk shit. And like, this is a new recording, but we're going to talk shit about my dad. And no means of me talking shit means that I did not love him with all of my heart. Mm -hmm. I want to say that, like, if any family member or anybody listens to it, which you shouldn't yeah. unless you're queer, like, why, why are you here? It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, this is, uh, you know, no parent, no family allowed. Or kind of, but <laughs> I want to say, like, the way I, a lot of people see, like, criticism as a form of, like, belittle or, like, saying, like, you didn't care. And I think you said it in the previous recording that we're I not did, using. yeah. What, what was it again? 
Um, it's it's the idea that like whenever somebody gives you like criticism, it's because they're trying to stay in your life and they're trying yes. to stay engaged with you. It's not because they're uh -huh. trying to throw you away. Because if they were trying to throw you or that relationship away, they would just not care. They would just give up. There's no point in engaging if you don't care. Yeah. And that's what I've always did with my father. I engaged with him because I did want his approval, but I was also very critical of him, and I still am, even after his death. Mm. And it doesn't mean I didn't care. I do care, and that's why I feel like... No, I it probably means it. that you care, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if I didn't care, I wouldn't want to make a podcast about it. I wouldn't want to spend no, yeah. a recording, an hour recording that we're not using of me yeah. just talking about him. Yeah. Of all the crazy shit. I, I want to add this to this recording. This is a tangent, but one thing I learned in Florida law about gun control that there isn't any. <laughs> There's no control. Legally, no there is control. no control. You oh are legally allowed to give your guns to whoever you want without any paperwork. You don't even have to register. You can't register your gun in Florida. There is no way to. There's no way to register your gun. I mean, you could, but it would. There's no Florida way. It would be like a national registry. That is um, so. That Florida. is so Florida. Very Florida. That is it's so Florida. Florida. Like, that and the thing so is, Florida. is, like, we're looking for gun rules in other states, and you have mm -hmm. to register it with state. You and you have to keep it only for a certain amount of time, and then dispose of it correctly. Mm -hmm. None mm -hmm. of that in Florida. Like wow. literally, I, I, it's like you. For, I sometimes forget that I live in Florida, and I yeah. come. Up, and with my dad's death, I'm dealing with all the Florida laws. Like, I could get my gun, I could get guns and trade them with whoever I want because it's guns. But God forbid if I want to access my dad's money. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> Stealing. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently picking up a gun is like, you know, it's like like a free muffin or something. <laughs> it's like, take a gun and a muffin. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like a bake oh. sale, <laughs> gun oh, sale. It's like... <laughs> no. Oh my um, god! In the last recording, you made a joke about like, um, like stuffing stockings. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is so easy to buy. Like, not there was no paperwork, so like I had to go through my dad's stuff. There yeah. was no paperwork about the guns. <laughs> he had guns, of course. Like I said Florida. before, my dad's the Florida man. Um, yeah, you know they have like gun shows here often. Um, they do. Yeah, I have seen those. I have seen. Yeah. Those. Um, yeah. and you could go there and you could just buy them off the counter. That's what my dad did. Or like literally, some people will come there with their own guns to trade or to sell. like it's fucking Pokemon cards. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, so that's a lot of people. Oh it's like, it's part of that crazy. It's like yes. yes. Every time. <laughs> Every, Every time. Every time. Um, but sorry. I just felt like this no, it's needed okay. to be, It's a little like, you know, gun <laughs> gun laws, gun control. It's like, God forbid if you want like, because uh, I know that we have like a governor that's like been pushing like, that was that law recently that you could get arrested for protesting quote-unquote mm, mm -hmm. that, that law that came out uh but you could trade guns for free or whatever <laughs> you know like, sometimes i think about it and i'm like what i like to move back to florida and then mm. you know i i kind of think about like oh it's so warm and like i kind of miss my family and then i think about stuff like that and i'm like hell no i'm good i'm good i'll just stay where i'm at it's funny but i digress going back Criticism, like, 
this criticism of my dad and gun laws is out of love. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So we're okay. so lead because you're you're the one who knows how to these things that you call feelings. You know about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like my moon is in Capricorn, which like yeah. moon rules over emotions. So I don't know if not, I know that much. <laughs> if I'm being, I honest. think it's like you're you have a very logical understanding of. Emotions. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. My moon's in Taurus because you know you know we got we got each other's moons yeah. and suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so honestly, my emotions like, can I eat? <laughs> Do I have yeah. to? <laughs> oh my god! You know before we before we sat down for this, I was like, damn, maybe I should get something to eat. Like, <laughs> I, and I don't think I'm hungry. I just want it. Yeah. I do emotionally eat. Sometimes that's Ooh. what I do. Like when I'm stressed out, I'll like, mm-hmm. you know, like open up the Nutella or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thank All God right. I'm not fat. <laughs> Back to uh yes. digging the trauma deep. Yes. Um, okay. So now we're we've kind of talked about like for a little bit, like your the influence of like your dad's relationship with let's say other relationships, right? Like that you've had and also some of the goals and some of the aspirations that you've reached for. Um, How would you say that like your relationship with your parents and, and like try to think about it like in the sense of like, you know, your parents got divorced at like 20, right? Um, Growing up in a house. Yes. Yeah. When you were 20. Um, so growing up in, in a house where, you know, the, the couple that you saw on the regular were like your parents and also the relationship that you had with your parents in terms of like, you know, associating like their, the way that they relate to you with love. How does that, how do you think those two things are like affecting how you see relationships right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh... Uh, it is a struggle because there's a part of me that believes that l- relationships are a lie. <laughs> that relationships are real. Listen, I'm going to be very <laughs> honest. I have like, so I have three roommates. Um, two of them, they're a couple and they seem so nice. And like, I think they have like, you know, um, it, they seem compatible to me. Like what I've seen of like my roommates, I don't really talk mm-hmm. to them, but like they seem compatible. I haven't heard them like, fight or anything and they like sleep in the same room things like that so they see each other like every day i haven't seen them fight like once um and they Mm. have dinner like almost every night or every other night every time i see them it feels like they're pretending to me it feels like i see them and it doesn't feel real it feels i'm like how are you not are you projecting them of course i am Of course. <laughs> but like I I look at them and I'm like and I'm like I have never seen this before and it feels so foreign. Like it does. Like happy relationships seem foreign to me. Right. And the thing is like, like seeing I'm somebody fighting... day in and day out and like not and getting think... angry at them. But yeah. <laughs> not getting angry. <laughs> it's like not being jealous and bitter. It's like not like cursing them out. It's like get a room, you bitch. <laughs> And the thing is, is like I'm very self-aware of that aspect that I do think that their relationship projected onto me, because it's mm. like it ended bad, tumultuous, mm-hmm. like fighting, a little bit intimate. Like we 
almost called the cops in a situation mm. because my like it was it was yeah, it was it was a lot. It ended bitterly. It ended bitterly. I I would yeah. say that you know. Um. So watching that, like on the years when I came out, because it, it happened literally, I think around the time that I was like accepting the fact that I was gay. Or like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not accepting, like, I was out about it. Like, mm -hmm, started mm -hmm. telling my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And there was a mentality of me of, like, relationships are like this, but I want to prove it wrong. And that's always mm -hmm. been, like, a struggle of me. Like, I don't want to be self-fulfilling prophecy of this, like, I'm going to yeah. never be in a fulfilled relationship. I got to disprove it. And I feel like thinking about it and i think that's what comes in with like the, the acknowledgement of i had like now that my dad's gone it's like i just wanted to prove him wrong i wanted validation for me oh yeah like to prove because he was always after he never let it go even after all these years um, yeah and that's and this is kind of tough but it's true like even up to like thanksgiving of last year he didn't let it go um yeah so mm -hmm. he held that grudge and i mm -hmm. one of us wanted like i wanted to like prove him like love is real i could mm -hmm. be proof of that which honestly it's like that's the wrong place to even start a relationship to prove somebody wrong mm -hmm. but i mean it it happens yeah. it happened because of the relationship that was modeled in your household there's a disbelief that you have for love probably because you've you've never seen it um, and like same, um, but also you want to prove your dad wrong. You don't want to yeah. prove yourself wrong. Your dad. Why? Why not you? Do I want to prove myself wrong? Or do you just think? Do you just think that like? Do you just think that like love is? Like, do you have a belief that like love is tumultuous and love is like no. know, the chaotic kind of passionate? Okay. No, I don't think that. And so, I've experienced like different forms of love throughout my life, mm -hmm, but I never mm -hmm. gave it the, you know, you, you never, you took it for granted. I took it for granted. Yeah. Like, yeah. I said, I, with us, with the both of us, mm -hmm. you know, there's love here with mm -hmm. my brothers and my mom, even with yeah. my father. It's like, and there's genuine love in there. Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's more complicated than like that, whatever they show on like Disney yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah. I think and I what am I I think the point I'm trying to make is that I'm learning to appreciate all different forms of it. I think I wanted the specific type that you would get in a marriage just to prove that wrong. Tell me how I'm literally going through the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally though. Because so many times like I'll sit down and like I feel good because like my relationships are genuinely fulfilling. Like yeah. our relationship is like really good. Um, and I feel like it just feels good, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've made like friends where I've, or like friend, I would say like new friendships where I've started like honoring like myself and like, it just feels so much better than how it was before. I think even now um, my, and I'll, I'll explain probably when we do like a part two of like this episode, because like this is um, focused on you. Um, I'll explain why, but like even now talking to my parents like feels better than before. 
Um, and I think I'm also coming from that perspective of like not discarding a like this this was like the way that i would think about it like i would be like the highest tier of love is like romantic love and then you have like mm -hmm. friendship and then you have like familial love and like those mm -hmm. are different they're not the same it's like a different tier or a lower tier you know especially yeah. like friendships like in the way that like Haitian i culture 100 is. believe that too yeah and then I'm... now i'm at a point where i'm like i'll think about like you know like yesterday one of my new friends um I was telling I was telling them like you know I was like really tired we usually have like a weekly meetup and then I was like yeah I don't think I'll be able to make it I have like a test to study for I have like a million things like going on and then they were like oh you sound like you need a good nap and like soup or something like that right like as a joke because like we have like an intern right soup sounds good um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um and it's and it was like a play on like an inside joke that we that we have too like within mm -hmm. our within our group and then they sent me like emojis you know like and it was like an emoji of like warm mm -hmm. soup and like you know like one Aww. of those like emojis of like you know a blanket and like somebody giving you a hug That's and i was cute. sitting there and i'm like and i felt so great in that moment like i was like mm -hmm. i feel so seen and like there's this person who i just met like you know a couple months ago and now they're sending me emojis so that I can feel better. That's cute. Like, right? I'm like, yeah. And like, I would say like a couple years ago, like I would be like, oh my god. But like, I wish I had a boyfriend sending that to me yeah. instead of like a friend. And it's like, who cares? You know? Like, okay. And I I have this thought, and yeah, the and this goes back to you know this is queer perspective, mm -hmm. and. Part, I know one aspect of why I was so fixated that I need to have that romantic love is not only mm -hmm. to prove that love is real to mm -hmm. my father, but also prove that, like, not only the only form of, like, relationship I would see in my life was a straight relationship, but we've mm -hmm. talked about before, there, there is no examples of queer relationships where, so there was an yeah. extra layer that not only I wanted to prove that love was real, but like queer love was real. Mm, like mm -hmm. I wanted that. I wanted to be the example of that. And that's why there was such this height, like the part of me to prove that love was real is for my father, the aspect for myself. And maybe this is mm -hmm. probably for other queers and why they're like, either they don't participate in it at all, or mm -hmm. like we need to find the love of our life is because it's like, we want to be, I wanted to be that example. Like yeah. Like you could say, what's a happy relationship, a queer relationship? I was like, I wanted to point to my TikToks with my boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like to point that out. And I feel like there's this extra layer of performativity just yeah. to not only prove like my father wrong, but to prove like just like the general idea of like, you know, love is fake, but it's the extra fake if you're gay. <laughs> but that's so. That's interesting because I wonder, I wonder, oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. an oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, continue. Um, so in the previous recording you mentioned, you, you were saying that like, you know, in one of our previous podcast episodes, you were saying that you feel like an island, right? Yes. And you were saying that and you were saying that like you would think about relationships as like an, like an escape from yes. like basically like your that island state you know like you feel isolated yes. you feel like you don't have community like all those things and you would like want that kind of relationship as like an escape or like like you like said a like, boat a way out to, like out of the island or something yeah yeah <laughs> you wanted it basically like as a trophy to be like 
hello, bitches, like it's real and I have it and like all those things, right? I find it interesting that, but not that surprising um, that, you know, you who had like a a household with like a example of love that was like tumultuous, let's say, um, was like, you wanted that like proof of like, this is the perfect love where like nothing happens and Mm -hmm. everything is like flowers and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, and I think like, I was going to ask like, you know, why are you doing that? But that's just escapism again, because I had the same thing. Like growing up, like I had both like that, that idea of like, I was like, I'm not going to do it the way my parents did it. Yeah. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And every single relationship that I had, the minute that I could like tell that there was like something that felt like a little too familiar because I had seen it in my house. I was like, nope. Oh, wow. Nope. <laughs> nope. I was like, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Um, and, and that was the thing, like, I think after, and that was the thing that like really, really set me off. I would say around like my last long-term boyfriend, my first and last <laughs> long-term boyfriend um, during our relationship, I was, finding connections to how like I like the way that I would interact with him and the relationship was basically how I was interacting with with um my dad so I would like yeah I would like reach like and let me explain right yes I the way that I relate to my dad like I love my dad so much but at the same time it's like that's still that same like feeling of like acknowledge me and not to say that my dad doesn't acknowledge me but i'm like acknowledge all of me yeah all of my potential acknowledge all of my like accomplishments like things like that imagine like i'm like acknowledge like my greatness kind of thing like that kind of feeling and always chasing that acknowledgement um and again like it's not to say that i have like a bad relationship with my dad like my dad and i um my maybe okay I was going to say something about my mom, but I don't want to call her out. But, like, basically, growing up, everyone in my family was always annoyed at how close I was with my dad. Like, that's how close we were. Because we would talk all the time. Like, it's like if there was a family gathering, like, we would, like, check in. Like, I would talk with other people. Mm. He would talk with other people. Then we would, like, check in. And then, um, or, like, he would, like, wave at me from, like, across the room kind of thing. Like, um, we just had, like, a good, um, and yeah. I would say, we, you know, we had a period of time, but, like, um, I, I would just say that, like, it's a good relationship, but even so, there were parts of me that I felt like he didn't acknowledge, and then I would go into, like, my relationship with, like, with my then-boyfriend, and I felt the same way. Like, I felt, like, not acknowledged, not seen, um, not fully embodying, like, my own personality, like, myself and stuff like that. So even... So at that point, honestly, at that point, like once I figured that out, like I was like, I need, I need to unpack and like figuring <laughs> out and figure out what's like causing me to like reproduce yeah. these, yeah. these cycles. I mean, that acknowledge me kind of thing is very much a, um, another aspect of like this episode's about like parents and like mm-hmm. our relationship within, especially as queer people. And it's like that mm-hmm. acknowledge me is almost at like at the core of a whole situation even like well my mother 
accepted me for who I is. Huge ally, wonderful person, mm-hmm. goddamn saint, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though right now she's still recovering from her stroke. You know, it's mm-hmm. a long process. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But my father, that whole acknowledged me. Like, I am in the career that he I was, that he wanted me to be, in the company he wanted me to be. But I mm-hmm. still had that sense of, like, now will you accept my whole? Because even mm-hmm. then, I, we would get into arguments with my father. And it was like, I would always bring up the fact that it's like, you know, I could do all of this shit. But mm-hmm. you still will always like not acknowledge the gay aspect of me, you know, mm-hmm, the queer mm-hmm. aspect of me. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I felt stifled. And I feel like even in the most, it, it's very hard for like queer youths or whatever to like accept. Because I know that the, there's a lot of like the the um, the narrative a lot in like queer like queer TikTok. And stuff mm-hmm. is the idea of found family and stuff like that. Like yeah. literally finding your family outside of your parents, which yeah. is like, it's a beautiful thing, but because it's like, we feel like it's a necess- necessity because the parents don't see us completely. They only see the aspect yeah. of like the daughter, the son, but that's it. And they's mm-hmm. like, they don't even want to acknowledge that you're gay or mm-hmm. trans or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole like acknowledge me aspect is like, yeah. I am not just the son that is an engineer. I'm also mm, mm-hmm. gay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it's sometimes it's like parents, I mean, like nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make excuses for them, but it's like, it's very hard. But it's to, true. Yeah. People are um, fallible. Yeah, and people are fallible, but it's like, you, I, it's just because you made me doesn't mean that like you didn't like it wasn't like the sims and you didn't check out the boxes and you didn't make the kit no it wasn't like that at all this was like my own person Mm -hmm. you you know so how i ended up is how i ended up and like it's just true like a lot of people is like well that whole idea is like you choose to be gay like some of the more homophobic parents thank Mm -hmm. god i never had that um, even my mm-hmm. homophobic father accepted me in his Florida man way. <laughs> yeah. But I know people have, like, that it's, like, they believe that it was, like, an act against them or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, no, the kids just being who they are and they just wanted your love. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, like, a huge aspect of, like... And that was even me, like, what I was doing. Like, I wanted you to see all of me. Not the, just yeah. the part that looked good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely... Oh my... But this is the thing, right? I feel like within that struggle, it's so hard because it's the idea, like, you want somebody to see all of you and then to accept all parts of you, not just the parts that are, like, perfect or that you trim perfectly to, like, look good or, like, make a perfect appearance. But then in that, because that kind of acceptance isn't modeled to you like as a kid at least for me in my situation like i didn't know how to do that for myself and i Mm -hmm. also didn't know how to do that for other people um Mm -hmm. so it was just hard to fully accept and not to say that i'm like at a point where i'm like yeah i fully accept that like people are fallible or whatever like i'm so woke blah 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 it's not that (laughs) (laughs) it's more the idea of like if you don't 
know how to give yourself grace like there's no way that you're gonna be able to give other people grace mm -hmm. and i like and i think that's why like people are like oh you need to like love yourself before you go and like love other people which is like it's not true but at the same time like you can only the out your output in terms of like how you relate to other people is capped by like how you relate to yourself basically so it's like mm -hmm. If you're not able to like fully see yourself like and this is the thing that's like so messed up about like childhood like parenting uh -huh. like all those things those things if they're not modeled to you how the fuck are you gonna know how are you gonna know like if somebody doesn't show you like hey even though you're flawed it doesn't mean that you're like a piece of shit how are you gonna know that unless you like <laughs> but even then yeah. like so many people are not like going to therapy and like therapy is like a thing like i mean i i started therapy because like i literally had to like i was at a point where i was like it's either mm -hmm. my life falls apart and i just see it go downhill or i go to therapy you know and it's like mm -hmm. that's that was like a between like a, a, a rock and like a hard place not a lot of people mm -hmm. like get there and like when they do, it's like later in life. I would, I would, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like also with the acknowledgement that everybody's fallible. It's the acceptance. It's like yeah, if it's gotta be later in life that you learn that like how to true. like treat yourself nicely, it's gonna have to be later in life. That's I think true. it was like I was watching a. <laughs> this is weird, but I saw an ASMR. Uh, I listen to ASMR. It helps me go to sleep. But it was okay. like this one lady who does ASMR, but she also gives advice with, you know, whispering and like stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, and her advice was this idea of like, you know, you should always settle for your, your, you should always prioritize yourself, but there's going to be times of periods where that can't be a possibility. Mm -hmm. And it's that acknowledgement. And she was talking about like parenting and stuff like that. That mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you should prioritize yourself. But you also have to accept the fact that, like, there's going to be years in your life that you can't. Like, mm -hmm. childhood is, a is an example. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you can't do that. Yeah. You're learning. And, you're, and you have to give yourself that. And that's the part of, like, loving yourself. Giving yourself the, like, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. The advice that she said is, like, nothing's permanent. Just because it's, oh, like, yeah. I was, like, for example... I was considered like for a period when we were in the engineering class, mm -hmm. engineering school together. Mm -hmm. Part of my identity as was being the best friend of the the guy that was the center of our group. Mm -hmm. That was definitely like part of my identity. It wasn't cool with my identity, but that was my identity. But it's mm -hmm. like sometimes that just happens. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Sometimes you are just simply like the son or daughter of your parents, and it's shitty. Yeah, and a lot of people want to get out of that, but the thing is, it's like there's gonna be an opportunity when you can. Um, yeah. there always will be. Nothing is permanent, so you will like you know. My dad died. I didn't think this was gonna happen anytime soon, mm -hmm. but it did, and I'm dealing with the consequences. And the thing is, it's like it's the world did not fucking end. It seems mm -hmm. like it's ending, but like for that's for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's that has un that is unrelated well i mean he did die of covid but like mm -hmm. beyond that <laughs> mm -hmm. the world continues um and that's kind of like the the thing it, you just realize it's like um the point i was like maybe for a while i that was important to me the validity of from my father validation from mm -hmm. him
eventually that just sort of ran out. Like, eventually, like... Yeah, so I actually wanted to ask, like, now that he is no longer here, what does that feel like? Death is, like, the ultimate forgiver, honestly. Um, it's almost as, like, all the bad things, to me, to some degree, has been, like, a little bit, like, gone, like, washed away. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, um, I meant more in... In what sense? Because you... So we talked about, like, basically uh, wanting that acknowledgement, right? Or, like, wanting mm -hmm. to, to be validated. How mm -hmm. does that feel now like does it feel like i go back it feel like it got washed away okay like it's gone like yeah. that's why but now i have that mentality i think that it's like i wanted a relationship because i wanted escapism before i think you I can used see to think it i could see it now before it was like yeah. it was like you know it was covered with the idea yeah. of validation <laughs> you know validation yeah. was i was like it's like, is that love or is that validation? <laughs> but now that the valid, the one of the main people that I wanted validation from is gone. Yeah. It's like, I kind of see it for what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And I forgive him that he did that to me because he's gone mm -hmm. now. Nothing mm -hmm. I could really do. I I could hold a gut grudge if I want to, but that's as long as I want to. Yeah. But I, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so we've had a lot of talk about like how a lot of your different like actions, decisions, goals um, are like have been centered around like other people, right? Or around like playing a part, aiming for something, you know, some kind of acceptance, all those things. Where are you at now? I mean, like, I still feel like that. I still am, mm -hmm. like, because I'm dealing with the aftermath of the death, so I still feel like I gotta fill that role. So. What do you... Um, I, like, the question that I have is, like, what do you want? Like, as in, yes, you're, like, fulfilling these roles, right? Um, but it's like, let's say, aside from like the role that you feel like you have to do and the escapism that you that you have, like that want of escapism because of everything that's going on in your life, like aside from those two things, what do you want? And this could be like, I don't know, this could be like in life and like relationship, like it could be like, you know, your own feelings like with yourself. <sighs> what do I want? right now nothing a lot of my desires or like oh what i wanted in five years or something like like the, the relationship or something like that is tied mm -hmm. to that form of validation mm -hmm. um, and there is a part of me that like thinking of like another piece of advice that i've heard that is like right now um i'm kind of in like capricorn mode like i have a job mm -hmm. to do and when you're in capricorn mm -hmm. mode it's like those kind of like thoughts kind of seem like you know it's like frivolous yeah yeah 
it, it yeah. that's exactly like thinking beyond this year of what I have to do. Yeah. It's like, as like, it's nice and fanciful. And maybe when things die down, I could think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I'm kind of in a like, what I would want right now is like, <laughs> my dad's estate to be established. <laughs> and mm -hmm. stuff like that but that mm -hmm. i know that doesn't really answer your question i mean that's that's okay um i think i think it makes sense too because of course like there are so many life things that you have to handle mm -hmm. like literally i mean this is like a very micro version i i would imagine of like what you're going through but like today like i was like i have 10 things on my to-do list i do not give a fuck I don't yeah. care about anything else no, except for getting for taking down all of these items. You know, yeah. so I I get like when you're just like your your head is like down because you're trying to get something done. Yeah. You know, you're trying to do something, get it accomplished. Like I get that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um but yes. Let's say now knowing you know the like now you have a comparison of like what you thought of like let's say relationships how you saw yourself um how you saw relationships like before your dad's passing and now you have a comparison if well i i think like a question that i have like i'm like do you even want a relationship like i know you said no um like it wasn't like a genuine want for like a relationship but it's like we've talked about like you and i before like about like you know uh the relationship goals that you would like do you feel like those still apply or do you feel like you have like new goals now or you just like you haven't thought about it um i mean like it's interesting because like my whole perspective about it switched but there is the whole thing like i do want a relationship mm -hmm. in the end of the day mm -hmm. i just realize it's like now is not the time. Um, I'm not either in and then there's, again with that ASMR video, it's like this is not a permanent thought process. This is not a permanent yeah. position. Yeah, to this be is in a now, like, yeah. This is a very now moment, but like when I like look deep into my heart of hearts, I'm like <laughs> like I do want to get dicked hard. <laughs> I mean <laughs> But it's yes. more than that. I do want the whole like relationship thing. It does just like it's something that it's like that doesn't scare me it's just it's like yeah why wouldn't i want that you know mm -hmm. you know oh my god i had i had a scary thought the other day Ooh, um, scary halloween spooky. time <laughs> um, <laughs> no it's actually not that scary but like it was scary for me uh -huh. um i was i was sitting down and then i was like you know it's it's after like so this week I, I met up with somebody who's like my age. Um, and by my age, I mean like literally like the same digits as me. And mm -hmm. you know, he has a kid and like a wife and I of mentioned this to you, of course. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting there and I had a thought where I was like, wow, kid at 24, kiss scary. And then I almost had like a reaction to myself and I'm like, what's scary about it? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Like, cause I think I'm, I'm at You're this literally point. like, what's the fucking big deal? Who cares? Like tons yeah. of people do that. 
I had this feeling where I was like, literally shut the fuck up. Because it's like, I keep having these feelings where I'm like, oh my god, commitments, like, so scary. What's scary about it? Yeah, there like, isn't what's, anything. There's nothing scary. But then, like, when I think about, like, when I think about, like, a relationship, um, and, the, and then I'm like, ooh, living with somebody, and then I'm like, coming home to them, having to, like, talk to people and then like talk to them and then they know like my dynamics they know like my quirks and like they see me going in and day like day in and day out like that's scary to me but at the same time like i'm having thoughts where i'm like but what's scary about it what's exactly. actually scary I, about it i think it's you know? like you're actually like maturing and like learning it's like what this fear of commitment that you have like <laughs> as actually is like is it actually fear of commitment maybe it was like yeah you just don't want what happened with your parents or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's it's tough because, like, sometimes, like, I do feel that, like, I do feel like the more a person knows about me, I, I do have this mentality that, like, the more likely it is that our relationship is going to fall apart. Like, don't ask me. Don't ask me. The sense way me. that I think about it is, like, if somebody who knows you more wants to leave you, then yeah, let them leave. They don't really like you. They that's but, my good for them. And the thing is no, like, but, do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody who's like who look at you and is like, oh hell no. Oh hell hell no. <laughs> but the thing is like it's because like I had that relationship like with myself. Like Yeah. You know, I like there that. were there were a lot of things that I was going through and I immediately went to like escapism or I immediately went to like rejection mode or like not acknowledging mm -hmm. it or like not fully like sitting in it um that i think that like that's why it was scary to see that like reflected back to me and like that's why it would hurt so deeply because like for example like if somebody leaves me now it's like of course it's going to suck because like it's somebody that you're like in mm -hmm. that situation like you know you're vulnerable with that person and like they're like whoa bitch like i don't want to hear i don't want to see that shit like of course that's gonna hurt yeah. But I think, like, right now, I would feel, like, I just feel better about how I would, like, handle it. Because I think that, like, at the end of the day, like, I can recognize, like, mm -hmm. I still like my own company. And I'm still mm -hmm. willing to, like, sit through my own shit, you know? And I think, like, yeah. that was the part, right? Um, I think, like, that was, like, the part that was scary. Because it's, like, nobody was doing that for me, including myself. So it's like to see people leave was just like very scary, very like, um, just very sad. But then also like that, so that constantly kept me at like at arm's length. Like mm -hmm. I would never tell people like too much or I would say too much. And then I would be like, okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up now for like a month. And like I hit my quota, you know, for the year or whatever. It was like that kind of feeling of like, oh, I can't like get past this threshold because it's like, like there's that there's there's like one story where like um, and it talks about like the it's like the mortifying ordeal of being known, but it talks about how like um. Well, actually, I don't know if that story is like relevant. So like, whatever, I'll scrap it. But it's like the idea that like just being known by someone and like having them see you and like see all of the things that you're not necessarily. And it's not things that that you're like, oh my god, I'm so ashamed. It's like it's all the things that like you know makes you yourself that is not necessarily normal, like that is not necessarily like you know that everybody else does. 
like those are the things that I'm scared of like people seeing. Like you saw my calendar, like I never show okay. my calendar. So no one sees my calendar. Ever. My question is is like like you've been telling yourself, what's so scary about that? I've seen your calendar. I make fun of it, yeah. but I make fun of everything. Yeah. True. But I think it's what's scary about it. Well, I think I think it's because like I've always had like the I've or not always, but I've had experiences where I feel like I show a part of me and then like it's an automatic like discard of like my entire like um let's say personality or uh character. Like I, I, I think I had a lot of those like growing up, like especially like with my parents, like one thing would happen and then my mom would be like, This isn't who I raised, or this isn't my daughter, this isn't blah blah blah. And it was like I would do one thing and it was like that automatic rejection of everything that I was. Like every single yeah, it was okay. like complete rejection. You know that goes back to the whole acknowledge me argument that I had. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, so Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, maybe, like, I'm, I, I think I'm getting to the point where I can actually fathom having healthy thoughts about relationships and not like the yeah. immediate dismissal, you know, not the immediate like resentment of like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Like, you're married and you have children, huh? Yeah. Like, I think I'm at a point where I'm like, okay let people have their straight relationships and their babies it's yeah. okay <laughs> let them be normal i think it's like i most of the stuff we modeled at least like in real life it's always gives you the question like are the straights okay that kind of oh, mentality because yeah. the way they I, the, I don't think the I question think is ever gonna go okay away because i think there was a tiktok today that i saw it's a, we always go that it's always, it's a always TikTok. TikTok. um that it was almost as like a back and forth about yeah. like this girl going it's like if you have to text your date to, to i wonder if you're still on for the day then you yeah. might as well break up with them and it's like when is like basic communication an issue <laughs> i know and that's that's the thing like i've had thoughts like that before but then at the same time i'm like i'm like okay this is the thing right if this is the scenario and like Two people are going out on a date, but they're both thinking like, "Oh, the other person didn't text me about the date that we have today. Therefore, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dump it out and not text them." It's like, it's like then nothing gets done, you know? Exactly. Like, I mean, it's like people's like, "Oh, you should like, it's like if you have to text them, then you have good communication skills." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it always comes in it's like, are the streets okay? And it's like, is anybody okay? No. Actually, um, yeah, I don't think any. The more, the more I go through life, I don't think anyone is okay ever. No, nobody's okay. I think it's, it's either like you I know or you don't know. But one yeah, of the things okay. you learn as an adult, and I think it's like what is like, there's a degree that everybody's kind of faking it. Yeah. Just yeah. You know, well, I don't like, think I'm faking it because I. <laughs> <laughs> we just called her out with that sound <laughs> i don't know because like in the past like i've like i've definitely 
been like the person on campus that you've seen cry like on campus way too many times (laughs) i've been that person you have been definitely that kind of person that yeah you may accidentally bump to and you see them crying in the like the stairwell yes like and you're like what's going on what's going on and it's like nothing it's it's okay it's just my lunch break (laughs) (laughs) you 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 used to have that vibe yeah now no 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 you don't thank you no I've been working on myself. Yes, that's good. I think what I'm desperately trying to grasp at is the idea of like a an actual like healthy and functional relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Because as like you and I like we'll talk and then we both have like the same idea of like bitch I'm busy. My life is like full and yeah. I'm doing shit and I'm capped all the way to where I am and I don't have any more stuff to give, right? The thought that I have so many times, like when I think about that, I'm like, okay, but why am I thinking about it and something that I have to give and how I'm desperately trying to understand like the idea of like a, like how a healthy relationship works, even when you're busy, because it's like, this is the thing. This is my thought. If people that are doing the same stuff as me, going to school, working, being pet parents, whatever other stuff are able to be in like fulfilling relationships, that means that having like a busy schedule or being like a busy person is not like a limiting factor to have like a healthy relationship or like a functional relationship. And I'm trying to to understand how it works, and I can't. <laughs> I think that, and what we all have to learn is that a healthy relationship is going to be different from person to person. A healthy relationship could maybe be incredibly busy, and whatever time you can manage with the, your partner could be mm-hmm. considered a healthy relationship for some. If you mm-hmm. feel like you need to have more time with your partner for it to be considered a healthy relationship for you, for you being satisfied in mm-hmm. your situation, then that's your pro- There is nothing wrong that you feel like, I need more time to be with my partner. And if I can't get it, I don't want to be in it. But it's not, it's not that. It's not that I feel, because I've been in situations before where like, it's like, yes, I always have things to do, but it's like, for example, we'll have a week, like, you and I will have a week, and then it's, like, every two days, we're having, like, five-hour conversations. Where yeah. is that time coming from? It's we stuff make the that time. I'm not... Yeah, you make it's the stuff... time. And I think that's another yeah. aspect of healthy relationships. You make the time for it. It's a priority. I think that's a great example of what the healthy... Re- when you make priorities for it. But that's what I'm... That's what I'm saying. Like, I... How do I say? Our relationship just happens to be the way that it is right yeah and it just works like it's not that it just works but like there's very minimal talk to like make it work the way that it is right yeah i don't understand how we got to that point like i don't and i especially like in a romantic context (laughs) like honestly okay backstory between us when we got closer (laughs) 
it was because I reached out to her during my yeah. own stroke. <laughs> and then yeah. that kind of got the, I mean, we knew each other way before this. We knew mm -hmm, each other in mm -hmm. like school and stuff. For like, like a that. year before. Yeah, like yeah. more than that. More like, than that. A couple of years. No, I want to say like two years. 20, we knew each other in 2018, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. You you not wow. knowing we've known each other for almost like five years. <laughs> wow. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Definitely not five years. It's from getting there. It's getting there. Okay, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's getting, it's there. getting yeah. there. Yeah. Um but um that's how we it was trauma. <laughs> but like how? I don't know. I don't know. But the, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like like when I think about like a romantic relationship. I'm like, you mean to tell me? Like, I'll think about I'll think about it this way. I'm like, you mean to tell me I a relationship would be where we're both attracted to each other. We both make time for each other. We have similar communication styles. And somehow all of this happens like at the same place at the same time for us to like progress in this linear way like it doesn't it yeah it, it seems like it's very it seems impossible it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me like especially like, like our kind of relationship like me trying to take that and then i'm like oh, okay like i'm you know my relationship with andrew is this way so if i just translate over to like a romantic relationship like that makes sense it doesn't compute it doesn't make sense in my maybe head maybe you just need to find another capricorn with a taurus moon <laughs> Honestly, I was I was thinking that. I was like, honestly, yeah. Probably. Like, I need to find another Taurus with a Capricorn moon. And there we go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was it. If that was, like, the, the cheat code. If that was, like, the missing ingredient. It's like, did you consider yeah. astrology? <laughs> right. Like, it literally, just... find somebody with your... I think that's what people say. Like, you should look for somebody's moon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that, too. Yeah. Um. But there's just there's just something like once I like I could have the best relationships, like the best friendships, the best like familiar relationships. The minute that I start thinking about like those easy dynamics being translated into like romantic relationships, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't feel like you know how like for us, like it's easy for me to believe like, oh, I met Andrew in a group of friends. We just happen to have like really good synastry. Now, yeah. like a couple years later, we're doing a podcast together. That's all realistic to me, yeah. right? But I can't. <laughs> the idea you can't, of me like you can't just like do the same kind of mentality as like I met it no. with our great synergy and now we're married. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to you because to me it feels it feels nearly impossible. It feels okay. literally nearly impossible. Okay. Um, because it's it's like the idea. Like and and maybe it's like it plays into like that one in a million kind of like yeah. idea where it's like oh the love of my life like oh my god like completely by chance like I this is you know one in a million chances I mean or the whatever. way that people always say okay my mentality is like people say it's like one in a million but why is everybody motherfucking getting married facts facts mm. I keep looking at people I'm like where are you finding other people to marry it's like I I don't think it's that complicated. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's that rare. You know, that's a conclusion that I'm like getting to. I'm like, nope, there's something I'm definitely like, like in either like the energy that I'm outputting or like the kind of relationships that like, you know, pique my interest. There's definitely like something like not, I don't want to say like something wrong, but like 
it's not aligned okay. with that idea I, because people are out I, here doing okay. it. The my and we've talked about this before, and I think we've gotten a little sidetracked in this whole conversation. But oh yeah, you know, for we sure. Could, we could say we this could, is all just because our parents' relationships has like bled into our own these relationships. Yeah, you know, just keep it on track. Like literally, <laughs> I forgot we were recording for a second. <laughs> but kind of me too. Um, what I was gonna say is like we've talked about it before, and it's because we're not ready for a relationship. You were in a relationship not too long ago with somebody that you were head over heels for and were willing to do for it, but it didn't work out, and that absolutely destroyed you. It actually little tmi for our it almost ruined our relationship a little oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't even call them by their name anymore i call them voldemort <laughs> your ex <laughs> hey voldemort if you're listening hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh my god but oh, yes it it's true it's because it's like i think it's because you know that you're probably not ready for the intensity well, so this is the thing, right? I felt like in my past relationship, like my, of course, like my feelings were like getting, I would say like more and more intense or like growing more. And I was kind of like, oh, it was like that feeling of like knowing like how deeply you feel. And you're like, okay. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, let me take it in stride. Right. Let me not push it away. Let me like sit with it. Not like, like. I, I basically didn't want to act on on anything. Like I was like, let me just sit with it, sit with this feeling, get comfortable, like that kind of thing. I think, and this this is also this plays also like a, a part into like the idea of like feeling like love is so like elusive. So many times where I've had that feeling for like other people, it's been like mismatched like timing, where mm -hmm. I'm like. Like, and, and I even talked about, like, how sometimes, like, I'll meet people and I'm, like, wow, like, I definitely feel like there's something there, like, a connection there. And then I just know that, like, most people, like, even if I do feel that way about them, like, they're not going to recognize that. Or, like, they're not, gonna, they're not yeah. going to acknowledge that or, like, reciprocate, like, my acknowledgement of that. And it's, like, it's that, that, it's that same feeling of, like, I feel like I constantly get into, like, these situations where I'm, like, where I feel, the way that I feel is basically, like, we're just not aligned. We're just misplaced, you know? And I, and I get like this, this, this feeling of like, you know, like just to find a person that I like, that like is attractive to me that, you know, like somehow aligns with like my, mm -hmm. my way of living as in like, I meet them at school. I meet them like maybe going out, maybe like through a friend or something like that. Then on top of it at that same time or overlapping with my timeline of feeling this way for them they also start feeling this way for me. I'm like, that has like never happened in my life and I've never seen it. Like never, you know? So it feels like this genuinely like... I mean, to be honest, you're preaching to the choir because I'm all never experienced yeah. it too. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was, I at least, no. For a long time, I didn't even think I was capable of even having feelings like that. You know, Capricorn mm. over here. Yeah. Was like... But then, like, my ex came along and I fell head over heels for that person. Yeah. And though it lasted for, like, a month. Um, it A month? It was... It was a no, semester. No, it was longer. It was a semester. It was a semester. Yeah. yeah. It was a semester. It was a while, uh, yeah. I just feel like it was a month because it should have been longer. 
<laughs> I think that was yeah. my mentality in the day. But yeah, it was like a semester. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I fell head over heels. Um, so at least I learned that, that I was capable of love. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have never experienced that whole, like, perfect alignment where it seems mm -hmm. like two celestial bodies coming into, like, whatever. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eye roll for me. I, yeah. I think, I think, like, actually with, with our relationship, like, for so long like i was like i want to see what the soulmate hype is about like i just want to <laughs> see what it's about <laughs> like i just want to know um and i think i mean like i i think that the way that our our relationship like progressed like showed me a lot of things um especially because like we were at a point where you were like yeah you're my best friend and i trust you a lot and like all this stuff and i was like and and I think like me talk, like you were talking about like how you feel about like our relationship. And then I was like, yeah, I don't trust our relationship. Like, I don't trust you. I don't trust our relationship. I don't trust my feelings in the relationship. <laughs> I remember that. That came during a tarot reading. <laughs> we did a tarot reading. And the tarot like, reading okay, was like- Okay, tarot this. is a thing. Like literally I did a tarot reading with her and then with them. And then- uh, Oh, thank you. <laughs> and they, they were like, um, like I did it on my side. Like I did it on yeah. cards. Beautiful cards. Wonderful yeah. cards. Like I think it was like the lovers and like beautiful yeah. like things. Right? Like things that felt like things were working. And then I pulled out like shitty cards for them. <laughs> like in reverse and shit like that. And I'm like, huh, what's what's, what's going on here? Yeah. Maybe it was a mistake. I misshuffled. And then you were it like, actually, not. um, actually. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, our relationship. I personally think that it's, I don't feel hype about a relationship, I just feel like it's natural. We just, we about... do, we're literally talking, we were like, we're the kind of relationship that we would start like a conversation about parents and then end up just shooting the breeze for like an hour and a half. Yeah, it feels very. <laughs> um very like real mm -hmm. it, it doesn't feel like that like like and that's that's one of the things that i learned like i was like i want to know like what it would be like to be like in a soulmate like connection and literally it just feels it just feels good like it just feels yeah. good but it feels like good you know yeah like, it doesn't feel like doesn't feel uh, overwhelming ecstasy. Or something. <laughs> yeah not, oh no there's no ecstasy like, in this shit no <laughs> We're we're unpacking trauma. There's no yeah. ecstasy. No, here. literally, we were just, like it's just us. Like, yeah, I feel like I can't be myself over my dead dad. This recording's gone. I think we got a little off track, um, and we've come to the conclusion that we're probably gonna have a parents part two because I feel like, in regards to the parents part of this conversation, yeah, I took most of it because you know my dad died recently, but you, mm -hmm. Nam over here had had a lot of changes and improvements. Uh, with their <laughs> parents as well, which we haven't yeah. even touched. We barely yeah. touched it. We haven't yeah. even mentioned that you had a mother. You have a mother. <laughs> I do have a mother. Um, I also have a father. Yes. Yes, true. you do. And um, we don't know what's going on over there and your relationship yeah. with them. Not really. Do you feel like you talked about like everything, like the way that it changed, like your mentality and stuff like that? 
it's a broad like when you like everything when you say (laughs) no because like when you say like your mentality like i don't know what that encompassed if that makes sense i mean we talked about like relationships and like you know um how you view like some of your accomplishments like the way that you view relationships like in regards to like um your dad and and things like that but is there anything else that like kind of shifted let's say i think and maybe this is not a pause i don't know but i Mm -hmm. guess it's like one of the biggest changes that happened after my father's death is this idea that i didn't fully know my father in the Mm. end of the day Mm -hmm. um we talked about it and i'm not gonna go into it because that's personal shit but it's like when Mm -hmm. i went into my dad's house to see the full extent of my father Mm -hmm. the stuff Mm -hmm. that i didn't know it both made sense, but also was heartbreaking at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was never never a forthcoming kind of person when it comes to personal information. Like, mm-hmm. it was when we had a dinner with his friends and stuff, and they started talking about their time as a when they were younger and stuff like that. My dad mm-hmm. and his friends. It was a lot of stories that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um... So one aspect that I was learned is just this, like, I knew this man all my life, but I didn't actually know this man. I don't know what that's going to do to me in the future, but I think it's like, that's just a thing. Like the way that I wanted to be acknowledged, as we Mm -hmm. said, by my father, I didn't know him that well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, part of me is like, why did you want somebody you didn't know that well to acknowledge you? I don't know. If he was my dad, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think for sure, like, it's the the parent effect. Yeah. Um, And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting your, your parents' approval or acknowledgement. I think that's mm-hmm. natural. I think that's just, like, the biggest, like, eye-opener for me. It's like, when somebody dies, it's like, they're not there to do whatever they were doing. Like, how can I put it? The dynamic is gone. Yeah. So it's like the veil, whatever the, their secrets, the yeah. their, their, whatever they were trying to do, whatever it's like, all of that is left to reality. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, all the efforts like, it's, like, all the efforts that you're trying to do to keep it a secret, like, you being scared, like, what if people found out about this? What if people found out about that? It's, like, mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure my dad had the same kind of mentality. Yeah. And then he died, and then I know. Now I know mm-hmm. the full extent mm-hmm. of, like, how crazy whatever was. Mm-hmm. It kind of, like, well, well, like, what am I trying to make? What was the point I'm trying to make out of this? It's, like, it's sort of, like, there's a lot, like, it's only the tip of the iceberg, Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that, and like death is like global warming. <laughs> wow, <laughs> love that analogy. <laughs> but it's it, it's just like I don't know. It, it's it's really weird. This whole process. Um, because it, it, A, happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die. Your parents yeah. are going to die. You're going to... I'm going to die. My yeah. mom is 
it kind of like also puts everything into like, how can I put it like perspective? Like things that were like, that voice that it's like, what's so scary about this? What's so scary about that? It's kind of like becoming the truth. It's like, what's the big fucking deal? Yeah. Like, I think that's like the, like the, the idea of like the scope of how my mentality is and what I'm trying to grasp as is like mortality comes into play. And then it's like, you know, you realize it's like, is this really important to feel like this? Mm-hmm, is it really, mm-hmm. is it really important to hold this grudge? Is it yeah. really important that you wanted this acknowledgement? Is it really that important? Like he's, it's like, in the end of the day, you didn't get the acknowledgement you want. I didn't get the acknowledgement I wanted from my father, but that, and I probably, and I will never will because he's gone, mm-hmm, but it's like, mm-hmm. was it really that important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's heavy, but it's also kind of like that idea of like nothing is permanent that I've said earlier with that, which is true. A lot of people think like they're a shitty situation. Like if you're a listener here and you're in a shitty situation and you're talking about your parents and you feel like you're always going to be stuck in that circumstance, like they don't approve you or whatever or like that. Mm -hmm. Time changes everything. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's not permanent. It will be there for a while. Who knows how long? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it like as somebody who has been dealing with different ships, she as a Scorpio rising, <laughs> 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 with where I'm constantly having a different changes in my life and different chapters. You know, it's like sometimes you'd be stuck in a shitty position for like a couple of years. And then it's like gone, and then you go somewhere better or worse. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, sometimes, um, even even now nowadays, um, like I remember around like you know midsummer to like around the end of summer, like I I don't think I was like doing that great, you know, mm-hmm. like I just didn't feel that great, mm-hmm. and like every day was so like grueling. Like, I remember I had to write, like, um, you know, transcripts for, like, a presentation I was doing and make the presentation, like, every day. I was working on it for, like, a week. And, like, every day for a week I was crying while working on it. Oh, God Like, it damn. sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Um, and then even, like, starting in, like, the beginning of the semester, like, I had so many fears, like, so many, just so many things. And then, like, every day, like, I was, like, okay, like, calming myself down, calming myself, like, through it. Um, still going through, like, all the routines that were, like, good, still, like, um, trying to help myself and, like, prioritize myself and, like, trying not to, like, run from those feelings, if that makes sense. Uh Um, And, like, I sat down, I think, like, one of those days, like, during the week, and I was like, what, I was like, what the fuck, when, when did that feeling change? Because I didn't feel that way anymore. And I was like, when, when did that even change? Like, before I could even notice or tell like oh things are shifting like the tide is breaking or whatever like i couldn't even tell when it did you know so yeah that was i guess parents part one thank you for sharing yeah see you guys next time bye bye thanks for tuning into this episode of queer perspective We would love some feedback, so please leave reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram at Queer Perspective Pod. Thank you.